0: To another exciting adventure of Ask the Masters, and I have the pleasure of interviewing a friend who came to California 10 years ago from halfway across the world, a, a guy that I consider a close friend and an, an artisan that is amazing. Ian Middleton um, is in Perth, Australia, and that's where he sits today, joining us here on Ask the Masters. Um, Ian, Ian, you know, I know the story, but tell me, tell me your, your company name and kind of how you got going. Sure. Um, the
1: company name came originally uh, after I visited Italy. I got invited to go to Basazza in Italy um, and we discovered that uh, there was a lot more to installing mosaics than I, I had uh, previously understood. And I coined the phrase of uh, uh, Vivo Architectural Mosaics was my company name. Um, Vivo in Latin is actually alive and Viva is life. And when I went to Italy, um, they insisted on a white background for your tiles to bring them alive. So that's really where the name came from. However, I took the I out of it as my name's Ian, starting with an I, um, and the Australians love to put an O on the end of words. So we've got Doggo and Bono and Jano and Jono. So we, uh, Vivo seemed to fit in. So uh, then of course my, my nickname became Vivo. Um, Mr. Bazarza was another one. Um, <laughs> but that's sort of where the where the name came from. Uh, and then we, you know, I, I sort of started to branch out a little bit and and, and look at Citius tiles and uh, trend mosaics and oceanside and light stream. Um, but that's that briefly uh, where the name came from but lovely to see you again. Um, yeah, nearly 10 years. Amazing,
0: our time wins by. Well, you know, I get to watch it here from the States because, you know, your projects and the way that, you know, you are a world-class tile setter by far and you're a teacher now. I know that you teach at the local colleges and trade schools um, uh, to the tradesmen coming up on how to install tile, how to appropriately waterproof pools. So you've got a little project you're going to uh, introduce us to today. Yeah, I've got a little project, this is
1: sort of a, a teaser, because to do a, a whole swimming pool would take, you know, it takes me weeks sometimes. Um, I've got a, a little project that I'm teaching this, some students, um, and you, you, you sort of bear with me, because this is, this is a, a module set up purely for training. Um, there's no pumps, um, there's very few penetrations in the, in the thing, it's built out of blocks. Um, and it's it's quite an advanced um, uh, area of tiling for a student to sort of comprehend so I introduce it slowly um, and we, we suffer here a little bit from products we don't get the same idea of products that uh, America gets we do we do have Lattecreek Creek now uh, but 10 15 years ago we didn't so it, it took me a little while to realize I was actually making some of these products myself um, on site. Um, and when you buy the product, particularly from Latter it's all bagged up, ready to go. Um, we suffer a little bit here. We don't tend to have a, a good labor force. We have one man and his ute and his, and his uh, utility um, and his dog and, and that's the end of it. It doesn't employ lots of people. It's, it's often one man and his dog. But I, I've got a little project for you that I want to start you off with, and and hopefully, if there's interest, we can go on further and uh, finally come up with the polished, finished um, mosaic. Uh, I've got a spa for you for, for you today. Wow! Um, so you know, let's. Uh, you want to go straight into this? Yeah, let's
0: go straight into this. Let's uh, take right. a look at take a look at some of the. Uh, so this All is. Right. A, yeah. go ahead and launch that while you're launching it this uh, again it sounds like this is uh, probably done over at the college or in your warehouse and it's done on a block uh, a block setup now and this looks like a failure to me
1: this was a failure this is what I don't want to happen and we, we've had so many failures um, with with pools here it's it's a very underestimated under uh, educated part of tiling um, and it really is a, a it should be a completely separate um, uh, sort of field of tiling, but um, it tends to be just a bolt on after they can tile a house. Ah, oh, you can tile a pool, but it's, it's actually very, very different. And, and, you know, you're obviously aware of that. Um, so I would love to, to uh, have pool tiling as a separate entity, but um, let me just continue with this for you. Look, cause we've got, this is basically what this uh, this pool. We're, we're stripping tiles off. It gets tiled, you know, two or three or four times a year, um, and then we rip the tiles off and start again. So this was one of the uh, the students' work in a corner of the pool with some ceramic tiles, um, and you know he did very very well. There were some some odd corners that he. We, we sort of worked through and he ended up with a very nice uh, finish. Um, so, we're going to strip that off completely in, in these quick video uh, uh, slides here. I've got about a dozen or 15 slides, so it might take 15, 20 minutes. Um, perfect,
0: perfect, perfect.
1: So, and then if there's, you know, if there's interest or we can generate some questions or some, you know, because I'm old enough and ugly enough to take criticism. Um, I don't have a fantastic camera. I don't have the glamour shots. This is really raw, you know, how it gets to the, um, that's the spa. Okay. That is my spa. And I'm having a vanishing edge all the way around that. I don't know whether you can see my mouse there, can you? I probably can't, but... The, oh, no, the,
0: we, we can definitely see the mouse. We see it right there with, uh, oh, with your, your
1: we're, we're setting up an edge there. And and one of the things I'd like to show you here is this watering can with a tube. It's a water level. Um, when you're outside, quite often you can't see a laser. Um, and, and many lasers aren't, Perfectly accurate. So if you if you can get this this vanishing edge absolutely level to a millimeter, you hardly need any any energy or any power to to run the pool. Um, what happens in the in the real world is that it's five mil out, five mil, a quarter of an inch out from one end to the other and you get a dry spot on the wall or you get you have to upgrade the pumps to to compensate. So the water level is is one of my key key things and um, we've got a really rough wall so I wanted to show you some patching mortar and some some uh, finishing techniques that we want to get before we can put glass, I'm going to put glass mosaics on this pool, or we can imagine we're going to put glass mosaics on this pool and they're very, very different to ceramic tile in as much as you need a flat surface, an absolutely plumb flat surface. And often to get that is very difficult because it takes a little bit of time and, uh, I think people quote swimming pools, but they don't quote really the preparation of the swimming pool. Um, it's all about putting tiles on and the, and the guys just wanna get there and, and pump out meterage or, or, or square footage to earn some money. So this is really, this little uh, 15 minutes is, is about prep preparing. So as you can see, there's, there's holes and uh, where we've chiseled off stuff um, I also want to run through some, some tools with you as well in a minute. Um, but we I use these uh, little things called Dutch pins, I, they're called Dutch pins here, I don't know whether you call them that there, but uh, they'll hold up various structures on a swimming pool, this being a vanishing edge um, frame, but it can also be used as a, a ledger board. Um, there's also a huge redback spider in there that we we also have an issue with in in australia poisonous oh. poisonous things um, but it it just bobbed its head back in just as I was uh doing it but there's my watering can there's my water level um yeah, i'm gonna sit back through that there um This is what they call a reservoir water level. It's not just a tube full of water. There's water in this in this watering can, and when you put the tube into the end of the watering can and siphon out the water, um, so the so the tube's full of water, you do end up with a level that at the end of the tube is the same level as the water in the watering can. So you can get very, very accurate um, leveling, and you can go around corners with it. So I can go with a 10 meter tube, I can go obviously 10 meters along a pool and get it absolutely plumb level. And that's really one of the, the key features of, of a glass swimming pool is, is perfect leveling. Um, so there's, a, there's another couple of... Uh, <laughs>
0: Sorry, Ian, 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 I want to interrupt you there, and um, just because I know a lot of our listeners, you guys have transits and you have your lasers. And uh, Ian, I have won a lot of money with a water level, a lot of money, because I would go out where the reunion crews setting up coping, and uh, they had their brand new laser that was just all polished and shiny, and I'd say, look, man, this, this is coping's my tile's going on level your coping's got to go on level two and they go hey we just set it with that brand new level and i said well tell you what i'll give you a quarter inch i bet over you know 300 lineal foot perimeter overflow that you're out by a quarter inch and go no way i go well here's 20 bucks put your money on the line and yeah. uh and we pull the water level out and they would laugh they thought the water level was oh we used to use those back in mexico they would tell me they'd say yeah. oh yeah Okay, okay. We'd get that water level out, and, uh, and we would check, and that water level would find that that beautiful new laser wasn't as perfect as what they thought, and I, I'd oh. walk away with 20 bucks, and I'd tie that damn tube off to a tree, and as soon as I got out of, out of sight, they had that thing out of the tree, and they put the laser away. So yeah. if, if uh, you guys think that your lasers or your transits are going to do this type of work, um, you need to you need to pay attention to what Ian's saying because a water level is the only way you're going to find that perfect level.
1: Yeah, I mean, I found it, I found a water level by accident. I mean, it was when I was seventeen years old in in the UK in in England. I was in a pub, a uh, drinking uh, tavern, and this old guy wanted to sit sit on my table and, and uh, he was a 50, 50, 60 year old guy, drunk and he wanted to be, he was aggressive and he, he wanted to sit down and tell me about a water level and I just couldn't wait to get rid of him. And, and 40 years later, um, I wish I could shake his hand now, but uh, 40 years later, um, my laser level, I'd spent two and a half thousand dollars on, disappeared from the back of my truck. And I, I was on a job and I, I had nothing. To, to level this pool and I, I, I remembered him and I got the water level out and, uh, and it was $6 worth of tubing and I've never looked back. I, I honestly never ever looked back. Um, I, it's, it's the most accurate way of leveling. You've also got a thing called the meniscus of water. That's the skin of water. So you've got a, a millimeter where You've got the the lips or the edge of the water in the tube and the bottom of the water in the tube. Um, I've got a photograph in a minute where I can I can show you, but um, it I've I've got slightly out of sequence here. I'm going to show you now a a seat design because one of the things that I suppose I I specialise in is curves, um, and and one of the reasons it was a, a I started to do curbs in, in Italy um, and I was spending a really long time when I was getting my training um, with a straight stick and or a straight edge, a little scraping bar, and I was I was messing about in a corner and this Italian guy said to me, well, why do you take so long? And I said, oh, I'm very fussy and, uh, you know, it's it's going to be better I do it like this. And he, he tut, 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 tutted me and he was drinking a cup of coffee and he threw his coffee out of his mug and rammed the mug into my cement that I had there and dragged his, his cup along. And he said, there, he said, see, perfect corner. And it sort of opened my eyes a little bit to, to I was spending a little bit too long trying to get this this right. Um, to cut a long story short, I, I then decided that we were going to use a ball, a kid's ball that you can pump up. or or let down to different sizes. Different mosaics take different uh, uh, sizes on the sheet. And I wanted to line the wall up with the riser. And the only way to do that is to get a a perfect arc on the edge of a seat. Um, And then I discovered um, a classical architecture of all things with, with Fibonacci and uh, reverses, reversers. So, I used to do seats with the same angle at the back of the seat as it was where your knees sit, if that makes sense. So oh, wow! I, I've jumped forward here a little bit. This is a, a Simon reverser. This is the um, this it, it's meant to be the same shape at one end as it is the other end. Um, this is a, a solid plastering technique, really. Um And uh, if you lay that on the seat, this is the back wall. And this angle at the back wall, what I hated about spas, traditionally with with glass mosaics or with tiling a a spa, was that you sit in the seat and you slide off it. You know, you just literally slide off the seat because it's flat and square. Um, So I'd started these uh, um, sort of ergonomic, sitting position. So you you want something that your bottom, your backside can sit in and doesn't push off the chair. So I incorporated these into my designs. That's the, the, the front seat, the, the front uh, element of the step. Um, and this is the back. And then you can lower this, this back to give you a, a nice, comfortable sitting position. Um, as Com C si, Com C A There's the the seat um, and I I particularly sort of I want you to see all the the nasty spots and the fillings and the, and the bits and pieces and we've got people that will tile straight on that no problem at all um, that's something that um, I want to show you sort of now and refine that um, to to get some smooth. Pieces. These are some of the tools I would use to do that. As you can see, this, this edge has been tiled before. Uh, we had ceramic tiles on there. So, this, this little device here, um, fitted to an angle grinder, is a, is a uh, grinding tool um, to take off all the nibs and bits of concrete that, that you've roughly started. When you get a gunite pool or a, a shotcrete pool, um, which is usually s- squirted at high pressure out at a, at a wall, you create a swimming pool. In the, uh, Europe, they tend to pour the pool in a frame and then vibrate it in. Um, it's, it's a little bit um, denser concrete. And, and obviously, I've got blocks here, I've got concrete blocks, but this, this really represents a gunite pool. Um, and sometimes you've got to grind bits off and it, it's not still not smooth. So uh, a lo- along comes, I think I've got some more tools here that we're using. Now, this is basically what what I'm left with as I've chiseled all the tiles off and I've left with these lumps of concrete, lumps of bits and pieces, um, holes and voids that I want to fill it up. I want to make that as smooth as I possibly can. So I'll use a a patching mortar at this point. Um, But one of the things I see a lot of is they'll put the patching mortar straight onto the concrete, expecting it to stick. Um, And often it doesn't, and you you end up with drummy spots. Um, We've we've got another issue, certainly in this country, where it's not mandatory to waterproof a concrete swimming pool. And water can get into the concrete, um, and rust the Rio bar inside it. So I've always insisted on a on a waterproofing program, which in a way is a whole nother area. of, of We can do a, a, a podcast on just waterproofing a pool because there's dozens of ways of doing it. And if I ask 10 different trade, tradespersons, how, how would you do a pool? I'd get 10 different answers. So, um, Basically, with this, look, I'm, I'm, I want to smooth this off. So I'd use that grinding cup grinder, they call that, to, to take off all the rough pieces. But you are still left with a, a, a wobbly surface, a, a, a crusty surface. Um, this is a, a carborundum block uh, or a, a rubbing stone that you can also use to to fine, just get a finer, a finer finish. Um, this is what you're left with, with, a, with a, when you're chiseling off tiles off a pool. You, you have these holes and, and lumps and digs. And, um, so we want to fill those up. So um, I've got a, a patching mortar. Um, this is also a, a no-no for any sort of glass, because when you put glass on, you want to push the tile flat to the surface. You don't want to leave it floating on, uh, uh, on uh, adhesive. Um, so it needs to be flat. So this was this was actually um, one of the other tools. One of my favourite tools at the moment is is these uh, uh, battery powered chisels, battery powered angle grinders. Absolutely fantastic on site. So I'm looking for hollow voids, uh, drumminess. I'm tapping everything all around the, the spar at this stage. It does take time, and this is where quoting a pool can can be uh, quite quite difficult because you'll you'll put a price in and then realize that you've got a week's worth more work than you thought you had so uh, quoting a pool is, is quite a key issue uh, and again we can do some some chatting about that at a later date but this is sort of the next stage where I've rubbed all the bits off but uh, you can see there's voids here there's there's holes there's little Bits that I need to fill up now, and I need a, I need a product or a material that's going to fill that, it's going to stick to that, and it's going to be robust enough to tile on, on top of or to waterproof on top of would be. Uh, uh, so a patching mortar then comes along. Uh, one of the things I see a lot is they don't wet the shell down before they uh, apply the next part, as it were, so you get this layering effect. Um, which can, can be really quite detrimental to your, your, your work. You, you don't want to go through all this and find you've got a drummy uh, rent, I don't know whether they call it render in America, brown coat or, or whatever you want to put on the, the pool. Um, the sand and cement thing here doesn't work very well. We've got such a a, a difference between daytime and nighttime in our summer, because we're pretty deserty here. It can be, you know, hundred and 10 in the daytime. And then it drops right down to, uh, you know, it could be 20, 30, 40 degrees difference from night to day. So you've got this this huge thermal uh, fluctuation that, that you want to try and compensate with. And of course, even the Romans had, had the ability to do that. But believe it or not, they, they used uh, latex, which is what we use today. Um, and and my little story of the, the where SBR latex came from as opposed to PVA latex polyvinyl acetate as, a, as opposed to styrobutadine rubber. Um, it was actually rediscovered. I think the Romans had this technology um, even before that. There was The Turkish had this technology of additives in concrete or cement um, with, with uh, volcanic ash and lime um, and, and latex. Um, but at one point, I think one of the, the tire companies in America, I, mean, I think it was Goodyear in about 1950, left their kilns, kilns on. They were uh, experimenting with vulcanizing rubber and it's, the, 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 they heated it up in a big vat and they left the kilns on over the weekend accidentally. And when they came in on the Monday morning, this material had separated into two distinct layers um one was very, very uh, viscous, very runny, like like milk. And the other was very thick, uh, like cream. And they discovered SBR and PVA. One is waterproof, one isn't waterproof. So uh, additives, I've always liked um, SBR additives in, in a swimming pool, but there are many other things. There's acrylics and, and um, there's even epoxies these days. Uh, but dampening that surface for this particular material is crucial. Um, so what I'm doing here is, is dampening the surface for my next coat on there to to make this smooth. Um, there's a, a couple there. So now I'm I'm adding my uh, my uh, uh, patching mortar. Really, um, this this particular one I've I've made, but I I know you've got it a few in, in America we don't have here. And we've probably got a few here that you don't have there.
0: Do you have a company called Grip Set in, in the USA? I, I've i seen that name, but it's not uh, not something I see in distribution a lot.
1: So. No, I, it, it's a, it's an Australian company, um, a guy called Phil Scardino. Um, I, I speak to quite a lot because at one point we we couldn't get Lattecree, we live um, w- Western Australia is so far from Sydney, um, and the, the eastern states of Australia. It's a little bit like New York is to uh, California, or New York is to LA. It's that far away, so the shipping costs to get the products here was was you know outrageous. But at, at one point, I was I was bringing it in just so I was happy with the pool. Quite, I didn't make a lot of money, I must admit, um, doing this, but I educated myself. Um, but this particular one, I've made myself, and I know you've got a, a company there called um, Veto uh, Basecrete, um, which is a, a type of, of, of waterproofing, but um, it's not a patching mortar as such, and I know mape do patching mortars, and it's really, what it is, it's a a stronger cement. It's a strong cement, usually with an additive in there, um, and it can smooth out. And as you can see, I've done this particularly for a student. I'm I'm doing half of it, he's going to do the other half, Um, As you can see the lines there of my trowel that I've left there. um, Very difficult product to smooth out, so I'll let that dry, or cure, and then come in and, and sand that off with, a, with a, uh, a very rough sandpaper or a rubbing stone. Um, that's the result of the cup grinder I showed you earlier. So I'm grinding off glues and waterproofing to get back to the, the concrete. I want to I go to the concrete. I don't want to put it on anything that's already there that that may interfere with my bonding or my my smoothness. Um, And this is basically what I've left with. Um, And today, I'll go in and I'll rub that down so it's flat or flatter. Um, And I'm going to put another coat on that. And like my name says, uh, Vivo, I want that to bring the tiles alive. So uh, most glass, if not all glass is somewhat translucent. It has a, if you hold it up to the Sun, you'll see light coming through the, the glass mosaic. Um, so I need a white background because I want that to bring those tiles alive. I want to see all the, um, the, the copper and, the, and the, the colors that come through with the glass. If you use a, a grey or a dark uh, mortar or a, uh, adhesive, It will darken the tile, you'll get a different tone to it. And some of these tiles, particularly the sitius ones, or or there's a a lovely, uh, you may not have discovered, uh, Mosaico Piu in Italy. It's a a wonderful, wonderful high-end mosaic uh, company that do absolutely some beautiful stuff. but you want the white background to bring the colors out and they mix copper and and, uh, different materials to get purples and, uh, you know, there's some lovely colors that come through. So this is my sort of first smoothing out stage that will start to give me a flat surface. And I think this is where a lot of the tilers don't quote properly. They don't see the the benefit, if you like, of, of smoothing that surface out. Um, one of the things I, I, I've always insisted on since about 2008 um, is paper-faced mosaics or, or face-mounted mosaics. And I think we went through a long period here where they, they had masses of failures with mesh and now we've got this this plastic stuck on the back of the tile here. Um, and some of it is okay, and some of it isn't okay. And, and how do you determine which is okay and which isn't okay? Um, I'd rather cut all that out and just do face-mounted tile. With face-mount, there's no argument. Um, you've got 100% of that tile, can contact the installation or bond coat, and there's no argument. If you get failures with mesh or, or with with Um, the plastic that's stuck to the back of the tiles, who knows, is that uh, the problem or was it installer error, you know, so I'm very lucky I avoided 90% of that, I've had my failures, Um, and I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't, I think I, I, you know, I failed my way to understanding what what I was actually doing, Um, quite a lot of times Someone will tell you how to do something, and you do it, but your technique changes, and you end up making a mistake. But you learn. You know, you tend to learn through mistakes. Um, Anyway, back to our water level. It's absolutely plumb all the way around. That's one of the close-ups there. Um, I mean, I did. Yeah, you see that. I did. a, a short YouTube video on water levels at one point, and i couldn 't find any on on YouTube, so I put one on there and there's a there 's a couple on my my youtube uh, vivo mosaic site so if you 're interested um, and it's it really is a a wonderful way of leveling things off but um we'll we'll go back to um, where we were um See, we've already we've already soaked up 20 20 minutes 25 minutes i'd love to just do the next stage with you and for you so we can oh so we can uh sure uh, continue sure. on yeah. um otherwise it you know it goes to hours you start looking at hours and I'd, I'd love to hear some um some interest from from anyone that that has any uh questions or, or statements or you know we don't do it like that we do it like this or as you can see at the bottom of this picture that's my um, wooden frame cutout template of that seat that's in there and i will use that back wall and the front wall as a a guide and drag that along to give me that consistent seat um, positioning and it, it's a, if you sat in that you you it's so comfortable and and so um, ergonomic and 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 welcoming um, that I, I think if you ever did something like that you'd never go back to the the ninety degree um, cornered glass swimming pool. Um,
0: yeah, it's a it, and I think it's a fact that uh, most of the clients don't have a right angle in their butt, you know, that fits into that thing. So it's nice and nice and smooth. And um, you know, I, w- I want to go back to because you took the time, like you said, you you know, we've all had failures along the way, and you yeah. you were mixing a, a lot of your uh, your floats and your thin sets yourself, using even some techniques that the Romans were using, um, because they used Caitlin clay, they had their own pozzolans You know, these Romans guys were somewhat smarter than we are today, right? Because I think we we rely on uh, bag material, and yes, in the states we have uh, a lot of great companies. Uh, I, uh, we have Laticol now from Italy. Uh, we have uh, Laticrete, uh, Art Minty, and those guys have been uh, big, big supporters of uh, Ask the Masters. So um, you know we're fortunate we do have bag stuff, but I think you got to get back and, and 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 really understand what you're doing, and you know because if you're mixing that stuff. Even a shade of the color change, you know, you've got to make sure that it's uniform because, you know, if, if you have a, a shade variation in those floats, the, those tiles are going to look a little bit different.
1: Yeah, I mean, this one we've got here, it, it's been tiled, you know, numerous times and it is for students. It, it's for them to, 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 to practice. It's not a... Um, I wouldn't get an apprentice to set out, and mix, and, and be responsible for this. And sometimes, you know, we've we've learned that that doesn't work, so we chisel it off. My my thing was the hammer test. If you can hit the surface with a hammer and it just bounces off, that's really, you know, what you want. You want a, um, you know, a Simpsons moment where you go, boom. Um, so there are different colors of the mortars on there. Um, One of the things I did discover, I was making for a long while, we have a product here called Blue Metal, and it's what you make concrete from, um, or you add it to cement to make concrete. And they do a product called uh, Blue Metal Dust, and it's like uh, cracker dust is another uh, expression. I was putting that into my renders and my my mortars to to make sure I could get a, a thick enough coat and then one day I bought a bag of, uh, or a pallet of 3701, which was Laticrete's uh, pre-bagged water. And I I sort of, I'd still say today, I was making that myself, you know, but having it in a bag, you, you, you completely get rid of any on-site errors. If you've got an employee that you're saying how much uh, of that did you put into that mixture or or we ran out of, of that boss and I, I just added a bit of this if it's pre-bagged there's no argument it's it's fantastic so uh, that started to come in here pre-bagged uh, mixtures um, which I'm, I'm very grateful for and Lattercreate you know uh, when when all said and done are one of the best companies to, to do that um, MAPE as well MAPE is Italian so um, but I, I, I got invited again to, to Mapa a couple of years ago, and I, I discovered they, they're selling two billion dollars worth of product a year. Wow um, It's massive, and, and they're, they're a Milan operation with hundreds and hundreds of semi trucks waiting for, for um, bobca- um, what are they? Um, Bobcats to put the, the stuff on the back of the truck. And it was going all over Europe, um, and we're getting that in Australia. So we're getting some international companies here. And, and the difference between that high-end um, MAP-A, Creed, um, there's not a great deal of difference in their products. There might be a slightly different colour, um, but that's where you go down the science uh, 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 route and understand what's in it. And of course, understand the, the, understanding the science of what you're doing is really what I'm trying to teach at TAFE. It's not just the the technique, it's not just the the techniques of installation, it's why am I doing that? Because so many people would have the boss say just do XYZ and yeah okay I'll do XYZ and that, that student then comes along with their career and, and they're doing it because their boss told them to do that. And, and we hear this saying all the time of uh, I've been doing this for 30 years. Why would I change? I've never had a problem. That sort of attitude. Um, and of course, our cement's changed. In the last 10 years, we've got no asbestos in it. It's got uh, anti-caking agents. It's got du- anti-dust properties. It's, you know, is it the same? No, it isn't. And our, our adhesives and thin sets have changed. We've got this lightweight technologies. We've got if you put the right amount of water in these products, it's fine. If you don't, you've got problems. Um, so some of them are so specific with their water content. Um, we no longer just mixing it up in a, in a bucket and I'll add a bit more water because it spreads out easier. It's got to be right. And that's really where I go with a lot of this. We'll, we'll do half of uh, the practical, but we'll also do the The classroom stuff of of where the science comes from. Why do we we have compatible products? Why do we use a systems approach? Um, Rather than just mix and match from the local hardware store um, that you've never had problems with uh, for 20 years, um, you need to understand why these particle sizes are compatible and why some are not compatible and and, uh, and are they compatible you know how do we know um, testing stuff um, those sorts of processes um, need to be looked at if you're if you're learning this stuff it's not just oh, just do that bang it's why am I doing that and and oh I can't get that product so how can I do a successful installation and some of these things you know, uh, in America, it's probably a little bit more expensive, but you can spend 70, 80, 90, $100,000 on tiling a swimming pool. What you don't want is a failure because that's bankruptcy, that's sell my house, um, that's divorce, that's ah. So, uh, and unfortunately, that does happen. You know, um, I see one of these a week, really, one fortnight that, that has failed for some reason or another. Um, so my little input is just trying to get the students to think about what they're doing, not just follow the instructions on the bag, but why were those instructions put there to start with? And, you know, there's a number on all these bags that says, you know, our technical department is waiting to talk to you. Please ring us if you have an issue. Use that. It's free. And phone them. Um, I noticed yesterday, Creek. Um, brochure or or manual, I think it's about 100, 200 pages of swimming pool installation. Um, It's fantastic. I must admit though, I'm one of these people that I'll buy a computer and I'll need to read the manual before I open it. Um, The the standards, I love the standards. I love the American standards. That's really where we want to go. Um, There's the ISOs, the international standards. and they're there for a reason. You know, people have written those via science. And I want to know the science of what I'm doing. And, and that's really where I try and take some of these students to get them to, to think um, about what they're doing. Especially if you've got a, you know, a, a, a vanishing edge or, or a Lawton edge that's maybe, uh, I don't know, 50 feet, 100 feet long um, on a curve. You know, you, well, ah, how are you going to do that? Um, that's where we go. But of course I don't have that, that technology, I don't have that module to do at my address. I mean, I, I'd love to come out to site more and, and, and uh, I don't tell people what to do, but I say, uh, you know, could you have done it this way, could you have done it that way. But in the planning stage, that's really where you want to get to, planning out what you're doing, not just get to site and Oh, it's raining, we'll do this or we'll do that. Just tenting a pool. Uh, and I've had a lot of success with that, with, with uh, a state here called South Australia. Um, virtually all the, the, the tiled pools are tented, um, marqueed and protects them from the weather. In Western Australia, nothing like that whatsoever. So in the full sun, they're putting the adhesive on the wall talking, turning the radio up, going back, putting a sheet of tiles on, and the, t- the glue's skimmed, you know, it's skimmed off. Um, it, it's really about the environment that you're putting this stuff on um, and, and planning what you're doing in stages, getting the right people to do what you want to do. And at one point I had five guys working for me, um, and I only had one guy doing the, the epoxy, he didn't know anything about the, the brown coat, the rendering. And then I had a guy doing the rendering. Um, so they all knew separate parts of the business because unfortunately what tends to happen is you show, show someone everything and they open up next door to you and you, you end up with a, a rival company um, that, that you've taught them how to how to tile. But um, I'm getting older now. I'd really love to pass on some, some stuff and some mistakes I've made. Um, and hopefully you don't make those, you know, or in an environment that you can make mistakes, but uh, you can correct them because you know what you're doing. Once you've tiled that pool and you've put the epoxy on and you've put your glass mosaics on and you've got a drummy floor, um, ah, nightmare. Um, You know, just briefly, one fairly recently, um, I, I went to look at, they drained the pool, no waterproofing whatsoever. And as I'm walking on the floor of the pool, you could hear it crunching as the, the it, it was separating. Um, and this whole swimming pool, and it was, you know, a, a thousand plus square feet of, of beautiful jemmy bazazza mosaics. And the bad news is, because you're never going to bring good news to a situation like that, but the bad news is you've got to go back to shell. You've got to, you've got to chisel all that off Get a semi-trailer in and tip 100000 dollars worth of glass mosaics into a into a skip and goodbye and start again. Um, and that's ruination for, for many pool builders, tilers. So if we can get some sort of message out there <coughs> of waterproofing, um, that, that would be one of my <coughs> battle cries in the last 10 years, excuse me. <coughs> um, I mean, one of the the other quick things, before we we wind up, but um, waterproofing a pool. Most of the waterproofing materials that you use in a bathroom, for instance, you can't put underwater because they break down. So what do you use? Um, Most of the adhesives that say to you, oh, can be used in submerged areas, that's great, but not for glass. Um, What do you use? where do you go to find that stuff out? And there's numerous companies, including yourselves, that are trying to teach people what to do. Um, it, it cuts down the failures. It gives us a better reputation. Um, and, you know, hopefully with, with less failures, you're earning more money um, and you get job satisfaction. And the, the quality, if you do quality, you'll get recalled. You know, and then all of a sudden you'll have 10 pulls in a row to do. Um, and you get a reputation um, of doing the, a good job and it, it just doesn't stop for you. Away you go and, and you've got a, a, a few few uh, celebrity tilers in America that, that probably are, the, are at that level, you know, where they can't afford that uh, mistakes like that. Everybody has a mistake. Um, you, you often, you know, you might have the a slightly different um, batch number on your epoxy that gives it a different color. And uh, so you've got to be on top of that 100% and managing that team is the art in America anyway, if you can manage those teams. And I remember meeting one of your guys, man, um, Panfilo. Yep. Um, and he could speak beautiful English and he would speak Spanish to the guys. And he was, I think he was the the, do you call them a journeyman or the team leader? Or
0: Yeah, he's a, he a journeyman. He actually uh, does, does some work for uh, Dave Penton now. So he does work for ah, Dave Penton a little bit. Yeah. And I'd you know,
1: love to say hello to him. I had some lovely chats with him. Um, very nice, nice man. And uh, you know, I hope he's doing well. I really do. And I, I love the way that uh, your, your work situation, how, how some of the crews work with 10-hour with days, four days a week. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they've got a three-day three weekend. I mean, fantastic idea. Um, we've got a, you know, an issue here with, with a lot of people want a lot of money. The labor costs here are enormous. Um, I think we're second to California. So mm. um, 25 to $35 Australian an hour to work um, just for a laborer. So um, the costs just blow off. Out in the window. So, um, wow.
0: anyway. Well, well I you, uh, for everybody listening, um, Ian Middleton is a artisan, a craftsman, a teacher, a mentor. And uh, Ian, how how do people get a hold of you if they'd like to follow you, or or you were talking about the water level videos on your channel? How how can people find you if they they'd like you know, to uh, reach out? Well, there's a I've got a, there's three YouTube channels. Um,
1: a couple of them are uh, restoration. Um, one of them is my business channel, which is Vivo Mosaic, Vivo Architectural Mosaics, and the other one is is my personal one, which is Vivo M- Middleton. Um, but you can find me under Ian Middleton, I A I N. That's Scottish, unfortunately. Thanks, Mum. Ian Middleton or Vivo V V O Middleton. Um, and YouTube or Facebook. Facebook is, a, you know, the, the way of the future to, not the way of the future to, to a certain extent, but um, uh, very easy to catch up and deal with. Um, and my phone number's on there. I'm only too happy to answer questions. Or if we can generate some interest, we could do another podcast together and we'll see the next stage of this, which is setting out and marking and, and whiting out everything. Um, we,
0: we are definitely going to get, do that. Um, the interest in tile setting is always big here on Ask the Masters, um, and I just want to, you know, touch and base with you again. I want to remind everybody if you do reach out to Ian, that he is in about 16 hours difference uh, in time frame. Yeah. Where it's uh, it's evening here. Ian just woke up, so uh, it's uh, he's a day ahead of us. So uh, give him, yeah. give him a little break of time. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's 6:45 here. At am yeah. at the <laughs>
1: moment, I, I'm just just about off, off to work. But it, we're getting this the sun our summer's just coming, so the sun's up and uh, um, you yeah, know it's going to get hot very shortly. Whereas you're going to get your winter shortly. So uh, mm-hmm. complete opposite. <laughs> I think I'm am furthest away, the most isolated city in the world is Perth. Wow, so mm-hmm. it's it's far away from anywhere, and it's beautiful because it's you know pristine and. Uh, um, Nature—it's yeah, gorgeous. But um, I'd love to do another another part. So I'll take photographs next week. We've got a, a young guy, Scott, that's coming in. Oh, and Regan, two guys, and they're going to finish it. Well, not finish it off, but they're going to uh, prepare um, for installation of glass mosaics in this pool. So we might have the vanishing edge perfectly level. We have it all whited out. So I'll take photographs along the way. And when we get the opportunity, Randy, if, if it's appropriate for you, um, I'd love to do another 15 minutes and just show you as we go. Um, because there's, there's different parts, even even putting the, the mosaics on, and as you take them out of the box, there's, there's various things that you can do that
0: will save
1: you time and, and make you money, which is where it's all at. I
0: love it. Ian Middleton from Perth, Australia. Everyone, please take a moment to like, comment, and share. Drop those comments in for Ian down below. We'll make sure we get it to him. Ian, thanks again, man. Good seeing you, and we will definitely check back in in three to four weeks, and we are going to see how that project's going. So take care. It was good seeing you, buddy. Thank Thank you.